Hello everyone, my name is Colleen Andisiweno Femele and welcome to yet another episode of the Girls That Know podcast. So, it is Youth Month in South Africa right now and I did think that what better way um, for us to get ushered into the month than actually get an opportunity to talk about an episode or rather talk about a topic that isn't really spoken about a lot but it's something that a lot of young women actually face and they have struggles with. So it's not something that I have uh, personally experienced. So I do have yet another lovely guest who's going to be helping me unpack this. She'll just be sharing her experience. And let me just start by introducing my lovely guest. Her name is Zama Makaye. She is an events coordinator by profession but she's also an aspiring actress and filmmaker so please do say hi to my people hello everyone <laughs> it's such an honor to have you here so just tell us a bit more about yourself before we get into the actual episode okay so i am my name is zama like you said my surname is makai and i am from um KZN, specifically Greytown. Um, I moved to Cape Town because I had to study and my dad was actually staying this side. So um, I kind of had to move out of Durban. I felt like it. Mm. That's why I chose to come to university this side. And from there, I found I got work. I started working for the city. And then eventually I outgrew that part of my life Mm. um, to a different company now. Uh, yeah, I'm a mother. I'm a mother of two. I don't know how many nieces and nephews I've got. I think I've got two or three. I can't count. <laughs> yeah, that's my life. That's so, me. So today's topic is young motherhood. And we're going to be unpacking the not so glamorous side of it. Because we're living in the age of social media, you know, um, people sort of feel like an unspoken pressure to post you know, the glamorous sides of their life. Yeah. Um, and not, I feel like there's not so much light shed on the struggles that we sort of face. And mm. I'm, I'm specifically speaking in the context of young mothers. Okay. So I just want to ask you the very first question that I have. Um, how, how do you feel about that? What's your take on that? Do you feel that not much light is shed on the struggles that come with young motherhood, with being a young mom. Mm -hmm. I just want you to tell me more about that. Like you can also make examples of your personal struggles that you faced as a young mom. My thing is when it comes to posting on social media, it's a different story. And Mm -hmm. when it comes to this, obviously when you go into the space of wanting to post your life and make it a content for other people you have gone into a new phase of struggle for yourself as a Mm. mom um and and for you to be a mom literally all that on its own is a struggle Mm. so if you go into the space of social media you are welcoming new um people into your life you welcome strangers into your life and you should be prepared prepared for that and the criticism that that comes come. with it um i also just have a follow-up question how do you feel about people giving you like unsolicited like advice um when it comes to how to navigate 
motherhood like as a new mom mm-hmm. did you ever face um that did you ever come across people who were just giving you advice and on what to do and how to navigate life as a new mom i think i mean people always have something to say Absolutely. always so most of the time it depends for me naturally let me um, actually share you share something that i think would help you understand how i am a mom and how i i do this whole mother thing so for me naturally naturally i've always known that i'm going to be a mom mm. from I, i can't even remember when did i actually realize i wanted to be a mom but i was very young mm. um i grew up with a lot of my cousins that were younger than me and we obviously because my my mom and my aunts went in the space when um we were growing up because we mm. grew up with my grandmom so kind of, so the, the setup in in greytown is is in a such way that our mothers had to go to work and they would and come back once a month to stay behind so yeah. we had to stay behind and i would take care of my young cousins me and my sister so we literally were a group of cousins mm-hmm. and um we me and my sister were the only um female cousins that were there mm-hmm. literally my mom is the only um person that has girl child in when we were growing up yeah so i would care for my cousins my younger cousins i would care for them in such a way that obviously because we there was too many of us my grandmom couldn't care for mm. everyone so from there i just kind of like knew that i would become a mom to somebody i would care for somebody mm. so that grew in me that that became became part of me so when people say stuff to me about how i should treat my children or yeah. um how I should be a mom how to navigate the whole motherhood thing I kind of listen but then I always go back to I know who I am I know yes, how absolutely. I want my kids to and be And it's raised. your journey it's like, my journey they as can't well. impose yeah. their views onto you Correct. you know Correct. um I always see people always like with you know public figures mm. they always post their journeys with motherhood and their struggles and whatever and I always see in the comments Uh, you know people telling them no you actually shouldn't do this you mm. should wait for a certain time no this is not how t- like it becomes such a negative thing now there's sort of like um a negative connotation to that mm. so do you feel well the question is do you feel the need to go onto social media and post your children or do you sort of have like you know this fear of putting them out there and exposing them to criticism or negativity mm. do you sort of um have you know you do you sort of want to protect them from that or do you just post freely because as we mentioned earlier it's your journey so yeah. you can do what you want to do I don't I actually don't take social media that serious mm-hmm. to be honest I don't think it has some sort of negative or positive mm. influence in my life and how yeah. I raise my children. I post freely. I post when I want to, especially yeah. on my um story, not yeah. on the actual on the actual feed. page. Yeah, on the actual feed. I post on my stories because I just capture moments and I capture as I go. I capture yeah. moments. But I don't have I don't think people can say or I'm not at the point where I can I think people saying something to me about me being a mom mm. has any influence. So yes, I would listen to you, but mm-hmm. I would come back and think is it relevant to my life yeah. because it, it might not be. People criticize children um 
from how they dress up to how they speak yeah. to how they play to how what they eat especially what they eat yeah. to a lot of stuff that's yeah. that's irrelevant i feel like it's very much irrelevant and i i won't i won't I, yeah it's just irrelevant to me i always come back to um the way I review me being mm. a mom is I always come back home and think to myself, are my children happy? Have they eaten? Are yeah. they warm if it's winter? Are they happy? All that stuff. And if my answers are yes, then I always think I'm a good mom. And there are times, obviously, where you view and you review your day or your month or your year as a mother and you think to yourself, Ugh, I'm, I'm kind of hacked by the fact that mm. I couldn't buy this particular item for my children or I couldn't mm. do this for them or I can't afford swimming classes but at the end of the day you do your best and yes, your best is all that matters you yeah You're doing the best yeah you can. I mean um I, I can't compare sorry mm-hmm. I can't compare myself with somebody that's a celebrity because that person has a different the dynamics are different yes co- completely yes. so I, I don't compare myself my life is my own and mm. not anybody else's what would you say is the biggest lesson that motherhood has taught you? Nothing is confirmed. That's that's mm. the biggest. Like nothing is permanent. Mm. Only death is permanent. And yeah, I think that's it. Like I it, it's a lot. Mm. You when you're a mother especially for the first time you kind of feel greatest things like you feel the feeling of being a mom is a mm. feeling that you can't take it's away you can't share you can't um yeah you can't you can't comprehend to somebody else how it feels yeah as ridiculous as it may sound when people say you can't tell someone how to be a like how it feels to be a mom up until they become moms themselves. Mm. So that's the feeling. You can't really comprehend to anyone and you can't share it with anyone. It's mm. it's a feeling of your own. You feel it in, in your own way. We all feel differently. Okay, so I know it's not easy to juggle, you know, being a mom yeah. and also at the same time being an employee yeah. or maybe being a student and also still having to navigate, you know, romantic relationships and yeah. um, relationships that aren't um, necessarily romantic, but also require the same amount of effort in the sense that, you know, friendships, yeah. whatever else. So how do you think we can support um, the moms in our lives in that regard? Um, wow. The thing is, with being a mom and if you are still um, trying to pursue your career Mm. you're if you're still a student and Mm. you're a mom and also you find yourself in a romantic relationship with Mm. somebody like me and my partner right now so when i'm when i met him i was i was actually i just had my daughter it was a couple of months after i had my daughter my first one and then um i met him and it was a whole it was a mess Yes. It was a mess when it comes to romance itself because when he needs me, I would probably um, be somewhere else where my daughter needs me. Yeah. So um, lucky for me, I found somebody that understands. I yeah. found somebody that kind of, um, I don't know, very inclusive. He wanted to include me and my daughter in yeah. many ways. So that in that way, it was easier. Obviously, there are times where he's like, dude, no, like this is not working. We mm. kind of need to change this or you kind of need to change this. Mm. You need to include me in your schedule. 
all that stuff. But if you talk about it, it's better rather than just living your life separately and saying, no, they should understand that I need this. But um, career-wise, yo, it's awful. See, wait, I, I can't even explain to you how bad it is to try and pursue a career mm-hmm. whilst you are a mom. Because um, if you're... And also in my space, I mean, in an event industry space. Yes. And that means you work 24 hours, even if your shift yeah. is done. Because you've got to get things done. It's yes. not like... nine. It's not your usual 9 to 5 job. Yes. So um, as much as you can have understanding bosses, you can have um, managers that are mothers and fathers, mm-hmm. but it's your own journey. So sometimes you would, I would literally have a project now that's running, probably that's supposed to, an event that's supposed to start the next day and my child gets sick. Like it's so difficult to say, no, I'm mm. dropping you guys. I need to get home because my child is sick. Mm. It's a completely mess because everything that you've been planning is known only by you and nobody else. So it's not like I can close my laptop and go yeah, home. You know, understand what I mean? It's not that easy. So for me, the the most difficult part was my job. Like mm. my job was difficult. Having to fully show up as an as an as employee, employee and be like committed to your job correct. and. Um, be consistent, you know, and then also having to navigate motherhood as well. Yes, it's complete. I I don't know. I feel like men. Uh, there's another pos- podcast that I listened to, and this guy was trying to explain um, how women view men when it comes to men building their careers. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of saying sometimes people say. As a man, you can just get up and go build your career somewhere else and yes. leave me with kids. But he was um, also trying to say, if I don't do that, we will suffer. We will not eat. Mm. We will not be where we, we wouldn't be where we are today. And, and, and as a mom, you need to understand it. You will not be able to do that. You won't be able to get up and say, I'm leaving you all behind. But just understand that I'm doing this for you. No, you can't do that. You kind of need to go on with your children as you go towards building every block of your career. I think it's also about career. balance, finding the balance. Because, I mean, in as much as personally I cannot relate to being a mother, mm. but I also struggle sometimes with finding the balance between, you know, my working life yeah. and my personal life. It's not easy to juggle everything, especially yeah. if you have other things on the side that you're doing outside of your job, yeah. you know? So I think it's just about finding the balance. Yeah. So moving right along to my next question, um, you would be a mother of two had it not been for the tragic loss of your first child yeah. a couple of years ago. Can you take me through the process um, of, you know, mourning and grief and just dealing with that loss. Mm. Like, also take me through the process of how you felt in the moment mm. after hearing about the passing of your daughter. So, so my daughter was actually staying here in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. And then um, when when it happened, so what happened is basically she was, she had a nanny back home. Yes. Which it's so complicated because the nanny happens to be my cousin. Mm-hmm. So when it happened, um, she so the story is the nanny was preparing 
the bath for all of mm. them because it was my sister's child, my mm. brother's child and my child. Mm. My child was the youngest out of them all. Mm-hmm. And um, as she was trying to bath them, well, clearly she poured hot water into the bath and she jumped in. Well, they were playing. She says they were playing mm-hmm. and she fell into the bath, the hot bath. And that's it. That's well, she didn't pass away immediately. Yes. But that was the source of the passing. Yes. When I found out, so I was with my boyfriend and they phoned me. My dad phones me and my dad lives here in Cape Town. Yes. And my dad phones me. He's like, you need to gather anything that you've got wherever you are. I'm coming to fetch you. We're going home. So I'm like, so oh. home as in going to Durban? To Durban because they were in Durban. Yes. Um, so during the COVID, just to oh, give you during a, the pandemic. Just to give you background, during COVID, my my sister had to move back home with yeah. the kids. Mm-hmm. So I have anxiety in separating kids because I've always had anxiety when mm-hmm. siblings get separated. So I told her, no, it's fine. You can take my daughter with. Um, as soon as you find a job back home, you will bring her back. And then mm-hmm. you and your daughter can stay together. And she was like, okay, it's fine. Anyway, I won't be doing anything, so it's good for me. And then she goes back home. So when my dad phoned me, um, they were there for like a couple of months now. Mm-hmm. And then um, my dad phones me. Mm-hmm. And then she, my dad says, um, sorry, he says, okay, you need to pack whatever you've got to be going back home. Um, your grandma is sick. My grandma was sick. Yes. So I'm like, oh, okay. Clearly there's something big happening mm-hmm. if you he would say that. So I, at the time, sorry mm, to cut you, at no, the time, okay. did he know about the incident or he, he was just did. telling you about your grandmother? No, he knew. So I think they told him. Mm. Obviously, he's old enough to handle yes. this. So then we pack, I pack my bags. I, told him, I tell my boyfriend, I'm like, my, my, my dad's just said I must pack my bags. Mm. So he's like, oh, yeah, okay. I pack my bags, I, I get in the car. Um, in the car, my cousin was there, my younger cousin. Um, and my stepmom, so the the bags are packed. I had my own place, but I was at my boyfriend's place. Okay. So we, I'm like, okay, can we drive back to my place? I just need to fetch some stuff. So I had bought them clothes, blah blah blah, because it was almost Christmas. I had mm-hmm. bought them Christmas clothes and stuff. I fetched that stuff. But whilst I was doing that, so I was opening opening the drawers. My stepmom just looked at me, and I think she saw me unpack like taking out clothes. Your daughter's she, clothes as well. Yes. She kind of like panicked. So I was like, okay, that's weird. But mm. I had the feeling that they're not telling me the truth because, yes. you know, we're human. You we feel always things. feel it. And then we drove back home. But on the way, I started crying and I can't tell you why I was crying, but I oh started crying. And my dad was like, why are you crying? And my stepmom, I think my stepmom was the worst because she was like, she told my dad that Zama is crying and and I was like, if I'm crying, why won't you say something to me if mm. there's nothing to cry about? And then we went home. When I got home, it was middle of, it was kind of middle of the night because I think it was around 11. Mm. I get home. So my, my mom's house literally has two Rhonda, I don't know what you call it in language. Rhonda Vols. And when I get there, I see my aunt. My aunt is my dad's sister. So the family had already gathered. Yeah. But then at the time, you also mentioned that um, she didn't pass on immediately after. So she passed on. So 
the incident happened mm. and they were the trying family to because gathered. yeah because it's very it's a rural area so okay. they couldn't make it to the hospital so mm. she passed away a couple of hours later that's what i meant when i said she didn't pass away immediately oh, so she had already passed on yeah so when they called me she had already passed on when they called my dad she already passed on so when i got home i see my aunt and okay when we were in the car my mm. dad says let's pray like as we were like about to get off my dad says let's pray but like i could feel <laughs> that his something prayer. was wrong and he started praying and i couldn't handle the prayer so i just exit mm. the car and i saw my aunt was there and she was looking at me i was like So who eventually broke the news I to your dad? I knew it. No one. I knew no it. One? Yeah. I just want I just wow. I just asked him like where is So I I was all the way as we were driving I texted my sister I'm like what's going on? She's not answering. Dude, I'm like what's going on? She's not mm. answering. And I called my best friend from Durban. I'm like, you know, I'm driving home and my family said let's drive home and I kind of feel get a sense that something is wrong. Please call my sister and ask her where's my daughter? and my friend calls me again she's like ah oh, man it's nothing so i was like okay well if she says it's nothing mm-hmm. then it's fine but i'm like why would my sister answer my friend's call but not my call cuz it doesn't make yes. sense and then i kind of figured man you feel things as yeah. you are we human we feel things so when i saw my aunt i'm like what is she doing so why are we driving to my mom's house why are we not driving to my grandmother's house and i saw her and i was like where is my daughter so in in if you're a zulu person i'm not sure if they do it in a culture when someone passes they mm-hmm. kind of lay the clothes on the floor like wow. they kind of create something like a bed no, and they light that. up a candle and they lay yes. like if you had favorite clothes of yours they lay so those they clothes that. as a human because you mm-hmm. are in mortuary so they kind of need something that depicts that the, there's a person that that's gone. So I saw my daughter's clothes and I was like it's not possible and mm. it was messy. Okay. So something else um before I found out that she passed away a week before me and my boyfriend had actually we found out that we were pregnant with my daughter that you saw. Mm. So when I got home I was my sister saw that I was pregnant. She was like I could see that you were pregnant because you were dressed up weirdly. and i was like i'm i'm stressed out i'm crying i'm 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 in pain yes, and I i'm like imagine. i'm pregnant nobody knows yeah. uh, it was a lot it was a mess it was a lot so what they also do is if your daughter i don't know what's the age but if you your child passes away and they're quite early it was an early age yes, they yes she was um, not even 5 years old no 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 she yes. was not even 2 she was not even 2 she was almost 2 Oh my god. So they rape um they rape you with like a ituk. Mhm. Like they tie you up. I guess it's a way to kind of separate you your umbilical. I don't know what's the significant behind it. Mm-hmm. But because I was pregnant and they tie you up in, in that moment like literally they tie you up. It was and and I was like I'm pregnant like this is a lot yes i It's can only crazy. imagine i can only imagine can you take me through your emotions because i also just want to add to what you're saying mm. um personally i've also gone through like a loss recently i, I lost my mom and 
I do know that dealing with grief and just dealing with loss mm. and going through the mourning process, it's a roller coaster yeah. of emotions. So can you take me through your um, way of navigating through that, especially during the time of you now preparing for the funeral of mm. your first child, mm. but at the same time, you are expecting another child. Mm. So how did you feel going through all of that at the same time? When I think my my thing was, I just I just don't want to lose my child. That mm. that was the feeling I had. Mm. But at the same time, it was it's difficult the way it was because I was like, you can't cry too much. You can't do that because yes. you can't stress too much. And if you yes. stress too much, you will lose the other the one. New baby. Yeah, that was that was it for me. And uh, I don't know. With so, do you feel like you had to now hold. have? Yes, you sort of had to close down. You sort of had to control your emotions. Because you know that if you're going to stress out, if you're going to deal with every emotion and feel every mm, emotion mm. In, in, as a way of letting go, mm. not necessarily letting go, but also coming to healing. terms with you know, what happened and healing, you are then going to stress out mm. you, your new baby. And that's just wow, Zama. Literally, the way you are putting it is exactly how it happened. And I had to physically stand in front of my mirror and be like, you need to close this chapter. And it was not even weeks after mm. she had passed. I was like, you need to close down like whatever is going on you need to close it down but obviously because healing is not linear like yes, you said it it, it's not linear. some days i would like wake up and i would be crying and 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 feeling all sorts of emotions and questioning myself mm. yeah so i can't even i wouldn't i wouldn't advise anyone on how to deal with healing yes. and how to deal with because there is no right way we there all isn't. have because at the end of the day we're different as yeah. individuals yeah. and we all have our individual ways mm. of dealing with things mm. so you can't really tell someone no. how to deal with no trauma and just what i would say sorry to break you okay. what i would say is i i had to find a way i literally had to find a way to just kind of say to myself time is moving mm. and you you have a belly you need to yes think forward um look forward i mean there is no linear sequence to this you just wake up and you start get getting ready you fix yourself and then you go back to bed and cry. The next day you fix yourself and you start cooking. You go back to bed and cry. So you gradually progress into yes. Yes. getting a normal life again, back to the way it was. Obviously, it's not the way it was. Yes, but kind it's of, never going to be the same yeah. again. Yeah. And that's just something you have to equate with when yeah. you've dealt with loss. Yeah. It's never, ever going to be the same ever. again. But then you just need to find ways to deal with how things turn out and just make sure that you find a way of moving on yeah. like you can't really let go of that memory no you know no and the trauma that comes with that so just tell me um did you ever have a conversation with the nanny who was taking care of your daughter no so no so so <sighs> she's my next door neighbor literally this building and that building that's yeah. how our houses are back home um when it happened 
I don't think she also was able to live with herself. Yeah, I can't imagine. Um, her mom had to kind of take her out of that area because yeah. I guess people said many different things. I never yes. said anything to her. I think because Did I, she ever reach out to actually have a conversation no, with you no. with regards to how things turned out? Because if it's an incident like this, I do feel like the least that she sort of owes you is just that conversation to tell you, Zama, this is how things happened so that you don't hear from other people other obviously people. you're not there when it happened and you're going to take her word for it because at the end of the day you don't think that she had any malicious intentions yeah. and by the way that the story was narrated it was an accident yeah. but i do feel that she should have at least reached out because i understand the whole dynamic mm. of like you know how village life is yeah. and um her having to now move out of that setting you know but i do feel like at least she should have like reached out so she's never reached out to you. no um and i think i'm I, and I, i'm not against her not reaching out to me mm-hmm. because i feel if she does it would literally means i have to close down and not mm. I, I can't i don't think i can I, even i my mom asked me do you want to talk to her and i was like no and it's mainly because i don't wanna i don't wanna have to say yes to the story. I don't want to have to say, mm. yes, I accept your story. It's okay. Mm. I'm not hating her. I'm not, I don't have anything against her. I, I understand that sometimes God sends you to earth literally to do something. Yes. And for that purpose, you are, you know, everything happens for a reason, yes, I guess. Yes, absolutely. So I don't have anything against her, but I yeah. don't want to, I, I'm sorry, but I do not want to, have that conversation mm. and i you have your reasons you don't yeah, even have to yeah. explain yourself yeah any further. I, I don't um you just want to move past it wow yeah. so um i just want to also ask you what advice do you have for you know young mothers as well who are in the same shoes as you L- are you saying regarding losing a child yes regarding losing a child because i feel like we don't really have such conversations a lot you know and we always speak about how we've lost our parents Mm. but then i also just feel that it's important to shed light on these kind of situations as well Mm. you know so i just want to just to give like young mothers who have lost their children Mm. um encouragement what would you say because you've navigated everything so well and like your bravery is inspiring to me you know it's very inspirational to see how you've managed to bounce back from everything obviously i'm not saying this in a way that is um intended to romanticize struggle because i do feel that no one deserves to go through uh what you went through but it's just something that i commend you know the way that you've navigated everything and how you've moved past moved past it i mean i do remember that a couple of days ago it would have been your daughter's fourth fourth birthday yeah so how does that make you feel now i think now the terrible thing is i kind of imagine what she would be doing mm. um and that's that's bad on that's that's horrible because it does nothing good for me yes um 
yeah like literally that's the feeling i've been getting like i would imagine how she now would be looking yes. and because i have a daughter i kind of um now at this point my daughter is at a point where she passed away around this time yes. so now i look at her and i think oh she'd probably so it's sort also of like be a reminder. yeah she'd probably also be doing the same thing you know mm. uh, being able to have a conversation because now i'm able to have a do- conversation, conversation with my with daughter her. so i'm thinking oh she would now be able to have a conversation with me and um the my niece i have a niece that stays with me mm-hmm. she's going to school now and i imagine that she'll also be going to school um because my niece is five and she's four they'd probably run about the same age so be, they'd be doing things together so when i see my niece i kind of see her mm-hmm. so in in every child that i come across that's sort the of same like a reminder, age hey? yes it's, it's so, a constant reminder and as you mentioned like there's no getting over something like no. this you can't just get over it you know no. it's easier said than done it because is. Grief is just so weird, man. It is. <laughs> and loss is just so weird because sometimes there are days where you're just like, no, man, this is a joke. Like, mm. this can't be true. This mm. can't be my reality. That's the truth. Um, can you just tell me how you've navigated, and as I mentioned earlier in my first question, how you've navigated, you know, or rather, I just want you to encourage um, people who are in the same shoes as you are. Um. Th- I was lucky because when when I eventually obviously everything was done there's no people around me there's no one around me yes, I had to face yes, I had to face my life the way it was um my boyfriend was like you know what don't be um don't be fake don't fake yourself mm. be be the way you feel don't Absolutely. don't feel if it. you feel like being happy don't think to yourself no i'm not supposed to be happy because i just recently lost my daughter mm-hmm. if you feel like crying don't say no i'm not supposed to be crying because it's such a long time now it's been a very long time since the past so i had to be unthink like very real to my Feel feelings authentic yes, yes yes so i for that i'm grateful because i carry that in my heart where i'm able to say i remember somebody said to me there's nothing wrong with you being happy in a moment where everybody thinks that you're not supposed you to be happy you shouldn't be happy yes. no one can dictate how no, you should feel no because sometimes people look at you and think oh no it's too soon you no, you understand what i mean never and i also used to be soon. that person where i because I had no information. Lack of mm. information is bad. And you didn't have the experience that the, you have correct. now. Correct. So I would look at someone and think, oh my God, I wonder how she's so happy yet something like this happened that to happened. her. But now I know and understand that you can literally laugh during your worst season. And yeah. you can cry during your most happiest season. So being, I think, to There's people... There's no right way Yeah, to, to people that are running through the same um, lane as my lane... I would really literally say you must be true truthful to yourself. Yeah. You must not let anyone tell you what you should and should not be doing and what you should and should, should not, not be feel. feeling. You literally if you feel like crying, I remember this one time I walked into a meeting and I looked at everyone and because it was my very first meeting after everything had happened and I was supposed to kind of chair that meeting. I broke down and I cried and I ran to the bathroom because everybody looked at me with an eye of sorrowful face. You know, and I was like, I'm here to conquer but like you guys are not making it easy. Yes. And I understand people and yes. I, I understand you obviously they sympathize with you. But at the same time I was like 
that's not what I was going for exactly. when I went You're into in that meeting. You're in a professional meeting. environment now. Yes. No, and, and, and also, share, share with people. Try by all means to share with people. Because sometimes when you share with people, people think, some people would say, oh no, she's oversharing. I don't think should be, yeah. you know, she should be talking. Own your story, own your yes. truth, basically. Share as much as you can if you feel like it. Also hold information if you feel like you don't yeah. want to share that information. You don't want to share that feeling. Keep it to yourself. It's yours. Or share it if you do what makes you better. Happy. Absolutely. Yeah. And now bringing the episode to a close i just yeah. have one more question do you ever find yourself because your second child is also a girl right yeah um do you ever find yourself comparing her to your first child no wow. no i don't i kind of find similar things yeah but I similarities don't compare. because at the end of the day they would have been siblings and so i'm pretty sure there are those qualities that you pick up yes correct and and the good thing about my daughter my, my firstborn was a light was very light in light complexion skin. very very light my mm. people thought actually she was a mix or whatever mm. my second daughter is the darker version of you mm. know the skin so i there's nothing similar about how they look, which is beautiful for me because yes. I wouldn't, I, I think I would go for, if, if they were similar, I would kind of, kind of think it's the same person. Yes. But no, they're not. In character, they're not so far apart, but mm-hmm. they kind of, my second bond is very, you know, she, she's her own person. She does not need wow. anyone to, you know, I, so I uh, know I don't they're compare two them. Hey, yeah, they too even, even physically. Yeah, okay. even physically, the appearance is way different. So I can't compare the two. Um, no, I don't compare. No. Anyway, hmm. um, right now it is time for us to love and leave you guys. I do hope that you picked up, you know, um, something from this episode. For me, it's been very emotional, and. As I mentioned earlier, I am very proud to be witnessing, you know, what Zama is going through right now. And I am also very inspired, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're so brave. You're so bold. You stand for your truth. And you're going to go so far. Mm, thank you're you. You're going to go so far. <laughs> anyway, Chow, that is, that is it for me this week. Um, thank you so much for listening. And please do continue to do so. And we're looking forward to the next episode of The Girls That Know. Bye. Bye.